If your house is cluttered, it's probably because your mind is a little cluttered too. We're going to talk all about it today with Julie. Here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today, I'm excited to have with me Julie Caraccio. Julie is an award-winning professional life, end-of-life organizer, certified life coach, and professional declutterer. She is passionate about supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their lives, getting organized and becoming more mindful and more aware. She also hosts the popular podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, and she is the author of of 15 books. I'm so excited to have Julie here with me today because we are going to take a very different perspective on organizing in your home today. Julie combines life coaching with organizing, and I think that's really important, and we're going to chat about why, but it's a really great combination and relationship. So let's get into it. Hi, Julie. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm so excited for our conversation. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So as I mentioned in the introduction, you are an organizer. And what's going to be atypical about today's conversation is we're not going to just talk about all that pretty stuff that we all love to get and get our stuff organized, which is awesome. And that's the ultimate goal. We're going to kind of talk about what's behind all that, right? And why it's important to get organized. Yes, very important. Yeah. And so I love that we're going to really talk about how our mind is really involved with this and how it affects us. So just let the audience briefly know a little bit about yourself before we get into it. Sure. So since 2009, I have been supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their lives, getting organized and becoming more mindful and aware so that they can achieve their dreams. And I do this through obviously organizing and decluttering, but also speaking, coaching and teaching. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that. I think what's also very unique about you is, and at the end, we'll talk about your website and everything. And I encourage people to go over to it because you really combine life coaching with this. And I think it's just really cool how you've done that. So let's, let's talk about it. You know, physical clutter is related to mental, emotional, spiritual clutter, right? And so let's, yeah, all like the whole, all of it, like you name it, right? So let's talk about that. And also what your definition of clutter is, because that's important too. Yeah, I'm definitely different. And I appreciate that. But my definition of clutter is this: clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve and desire. And when you look at that definition, then you can say, oh, so it's just so much more than the physical stuff. Now, the good news is the whatever's going on inside of our lives is reflected on the outside and vice versa. So Mm. as you start to declutter, In one area, you will see impact in other areas. Because remember, we have different parts of us, but all of our parts are our sum. So if we're out of balance somewhere, it's affecting somewhere else. Does that make sense? Totally. And it's happening to me right now because I have a college student that just moved home with a lot of crap. (laughs) 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 And I've got other stuff. And I'm like, and it affects me. Like my basement Mm -hmm. needs to be cleared. I'm in a purging mode. And 
like these couple areas that I can't fully get to at once, Mm -hmm. they're affecting me. Absolutely. I feel your pain because we found mold at the beginning of the year. And so the basement is in complete disarray. I'm trying to focus it. Okay. It's going to be redone. That's a positive, but I'll be really happy when we get that back functioning because it's driving me crazy right now. Right. So yeah, this all has an effect. And I think when you and I spoke, I even gave an example of one day I just, you know, my office, I had got busy and my office was kind of like a mess and a little disorganized. So before I sat down for work that day, I took 45 minutes and I just mm-hmm. cleaned it up. And when I sat down and, and, and before that I was kind of like, oh my God, I have so much to do today. And I was having trouble prioritizing it. And I was having trouble even like being motivated to sit down and do it. So I took the 45 minutes and I got my space cleared and organized and I sat down and I was like, so much more ready to tackle it. Is that funny? But that's what happened. Well, but that's a great example. So let's talk a moment about physical clutter and how that can create mental and emotional. Then we'll look at the other one. So your office is like you mentioned, so it can create overwhelm. It can create anxiety. So we just don't think we sometimes think, oh, it's just physical clutter. I'll get to it. We don't realize how it's affecting us on other levels. It can cause you insomnia. Mm -hmm. You know, they've done studies. If you have a bunch of junk in your bedroom, it can be preventing you from sleeping. It can also create emotions. You might be angry. You might be frustrated. There might be problems in your relationship because one of you likes to be organized and the other not so much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned mental clutter, right? So if we have mental clutter, we can't focus we can't prioritize, we can't make decisions. And then that can lead to our physical clutter of stuff piling up in the garage or the basement or the attic. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe you can't shut your mind off, which affects your sleep and therefore affects your physical health. And, yeah. you know, we talk so much about COVID and, and everyone when life changed for us. And we really saw how important mental health is and that that needs to be a priority. But I'm also going to tell you emotional health as well. And it's again, related to the physical and the mental, you might be jealous. And so you create a lot of physical clutter because you keep buying, buying, buying because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Mm. Or, you know, if you're sad or depressed, you might hold on to things because you're unable to let them go. So that's all this stuff is kind of working together. And you need to take that into account when you're decluttering and getting organized. Yeah, because it's funny you say that because when it's a different topic, but with hoarding, they say Mm -hmm. that usually is like, that's really coming from a a deeper psychological problem. It's not just about accumulating. Is that that right? Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. So luckily my office didn't look like hoarders that day, but it was, it was just, it was definitely preventing me. And once I cleared it up and you talk about the bedroom because I, I cleaned out, I was purging from my closet over the weekend and Mm -hmm. I didn't finish everything. So I had like a couple bins and a couple laundry baskets and some extra stuff in the room that isn't normally there. And it was funny. I, I had a harder time getting settled into sleep that night. Yeah. I mean, it really, cause remember everything's energy. Yeah. So it's going to affect us in one level or another. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So having said that, that goes into my next thing, which we touched on just a little bit, but I'll have you go a little further into it is how the energy of a space affects us. So everything is energy, right? I believe that from a spiritual perspective, but it's been proven from a physics perspective. So your face can definitely have an impact on how you feel. And so if 
you know, if you're like, hmm, I'm not sure. If you've met a politician, you probably wanted to run away, right? That's a great example. Or I know all of us listening have met someone who say, hmm, this doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't like this person's vibe. I want to get away. Or, you know, the old saying that the tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And if your space doesn't feel good, you you don't want to be there. Now, Jill, you make it pretty and my job is to make it functional. And when you feel good in your space, like you're creative, what you do is creative, what I do is creative. And if I feel good in my space, I'm not only going to be more creative, I'm going to be more productive. You know, if it's the bedroom, I'm going to be more romantic and be more open to that. Or if it's my art studio, you know, get those juices flowing and get the paintings going. And so it really has a huge impact on on how you feel. Yeah. And how you think maybe even. Mm hmm. Okay. A thousand percent. You know, if I have, I do a lot of writing, you know, you, I produce a podcast like you that takes a lot of mental energy. And if my space is out of whack, I'm just not at my best. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about then why you incorporate the life coaching into decluttering and the symbiotic relationship that that really has. Because to me, that probably is the facet that helps clear the mental clutter, I'm assuming. But you tell me. Oh, absolutely. And so for me, what's important for my clients is figuring out why. Why are we holding on to stuff? What is that? And then coaching allows us to explore that, right? So one, not only do we come up with solutions at work, but it also allows us to say, okay, this is what it's really about. I can let it go and move forward. So I'll I'll give you a couple examples. So I have a client and she had a stack of papers that were about two to three feet tall. Mm. Now, if we had just thrown those in the recycling bin then it probably would have started over again. But, you know, all my clients, y'all, anyone listening, you have the answers within. I view Mm -hmm. my job is to help you to support that, to bring that out. So we started to talk and I said, what's going on with the stack of papers? And she said, well, I've had it a couple of years. And so I said, well, what is it? Well, you know, recipes and clippings for me to send to people. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, this was back when I first started my business. So people were still more paper oriented. And uh, she said, well, if I don't, send them things and keep in touch with them, then they won't love me. And as soon as she expressed that, she knew that was false. And so it went right into the recycling bin and she never created piles like that again. That is brilliant. Yeah. That's like mic drop for me. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And so that's why it's important to me to bring that when I do the cluttering and organizing, because I don't want it to go back to the way it was. And, you know, you, Jill, you can create and do interior design. I can't do that. That's a skill you have. So I don't want people to be like, oh, because I work with a lot of people. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm accomplished. Why can't I declutter and get organized? Because we just haven't done a little digging. And, you know, think of yourself as an archaeologist. What can I discover? Don't beat yourself up about it. Make it a journey of self-awareness. Yeah. And I think you and I spoke about too, like a lot of us have a tendency to leave things out that we need to remember. For example, if you're taking any medication Mm -hmm. or vitamins, right, you want to leave them on the kitchen counter. So I think I had told you that I had an organizer in my area who was really great and she helped me where she said, well, okay, well, what if we do this? What we did was she put a turntable in the cabinet where the glasses are, where you'd reach for a glass of water to take your medicine. Mm-hmm. And so the daily medications are like, and vitamins are just right there. So now they're off the counter, but they're also in a place where I won't forget. And, yes. 
And I also find with this stuff, it's about habitual. So it's about changing Mm -hmm. some of your habits. Don't you agree? It's about changing your habits and finding what works for you. And when we talked, I believe, well, first of all, I have to tell you one of my favorite things is a lazy Susan. I have Mm -hmm. several lazy Susan. I have one for makeup. I am now getting into flavored vinegars. So I just put one out last night for all the olive oil and flavored vinegars. I have one on my office desk here. Yeah. But what the organizer helped you figure out is what works best for Jill, because mm-hmm. what works best for Jill might not work for someone else or someone else. I mean, like, oh, my gosh, I just can't do that. I need the medicine in my bathroom or right. I know like I have to have a pill first thing in the morning. So it's on my my bedside because right. if it's not there, I'll forget to do it. Right. So it's super important that you work with your lifestyle and habit because then you're more likely to maintain it. Yeah. See, that's important. Yeah. Because if I needed it in the bedroom, then we would have come up with another idea to have it in the bedroom. But for me, it was like, I was coming down in the morning, making my coffee, taking my vitamin, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was like, and so that's where it was. And she noticed it cause it was all out on the kitchen counter. So it's like, right. we want it here. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it is a lot about habit. I noticed because once we put some systems in place and those turntables, you're right. They are the best. I have them in my pantry. I haven't done it yet, but I know you can use them in the fridge. And I was thinking that's great for the fridge, like for condiments, other things in the fridge for fridge organization, but I've used them in different cabinets and it makes a big difference in the bathroom too. I have like shampoos in one and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I want to tell you about where I found one that I really like. It's really groovy and I found it at Target and I believe it's by iDesign and split in halves. Yes. So that makes it, I love it even better because it helps me like for my instance where it is in the bathroom, I put face stuff is all in one and then body stuff is all in the other. And that's just a thing that's not super rigidly organized, but it makes my life easier. Yeah. They are divided up. And I mean, yeah, the turntables are amazing. But yeah, so as far as getting to this mental clutter, if somebody didn't have a life coach yet, could to help them with that, would journaling or something like that help to try to release some of that? Absolutely. Because, you know, as I've mentioned, you all have the answers within. And so that's why I created I created a whole series of journal prompt books. And then with with steps. Okay, now that you once you've done the journaling, what are the steps that you can take to move forward in your life? Because that's equally as important. It's great if we increase our awareness, but then we have to take action so that we can create change and create the life we desire. So journaling allows you to focus. It allows you to dig deeper and figure out what's really going on. You know, Sometimes with people in clutter, like for example, there is this fear or this feeling of not having enough, this scarcity mentality. Yeah, scarcity mindset. Yeah. And you know what? And I've seen it pass through generations. It's really interesting how, you know, we can gain things, some that are great and some that are more challenging from our families. But sometimes people like, what? Why am I like this? And then talking to them, oh, you know what? My mom was like this. My grandmother is like that. And it's just something that they might not even be aware of. Absolutely. I mean, thousand percent. Yeah. We're going to talk about your books in a little bit too, but I also think too, you brought up a good point. Like when you were helping that client with the stack of paper, it could be as simple as looking at something in our home that's cluttered and saying, why? Like, why am I saving that? Why am I accumulating that? And she, like you said, she had the answer within and just saying it out loud, even if it's to yourself in a room, once you speak it out loud, I think you're like, oh, okay. You know? Yes. That's huge because you're like, ah, 
And then I love how you say it. That's right. Speak it out loud because that's then you can bear witness to it and then you can release it. And it's been my experience when working with people. I mean, not always. We don't always have to get to the why. But the more that we do that, the more successful people seem to be to keep the clutter from coming back. Yeah. And it is easier to live in your house with less things. It's actually easier to be organized when you have less. Yes. You know, I there was a client I was helping and we were redecorating some spaces. And honestly, she just had too much stuff. And I was like, this has to go here. And all she wanted to do was build more storage. And I said, you need a certain amount of storage for this. But like, you have something that the kids have completely outgrown sitting here, taking up a lot of space. And we don't need that anymore. You know, and it was affecting, it happened to be in a walkway. It was really affecting a lot in the room. And I was like, you need to be able to release some of this stuff in order to have a space that's going to be functional and nice, you know? Right. And remember, if you're trying to create something in your life, if you have a bunch of clutter, again, mental, emotional, physical clutter, you can't call that into your life. How is that energy going to get in your life if you're already cramped? There's not the space or the room for it. It's like, you you know, with your client trying to create an awesome new decorated room when she's holding on and it's the past and things that might be part of it as well. You can't create the energy to create that new room. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had another client. She had her girl's cribs, two cribs. Now the girls were like 16 when I went into the house Wow. and they were taking up a ton of room in the guest rooms. And she's like, well, what if my kids want them when they have kids? And I said, I mean, you got to think about that. Like, first of all, just even since she's had kids, the coding has changed so much. It's probably not a safe crib anyway now, let alone in 20 years, if and when her kids decide to even have kids, you know? (laughs) I want to say, so I'm glad you brought up that point because you know what? The kids don't want your stuff. That too. (laughs) I, I, I can't speak for every child in the world, but I'm telling you, I'm like downsizing a client now. It's like, the kids these days just don't want it. And so that's if one thing that I say to clients, trust that you'll get what you need when you need it and that the people that you love will get what they want when they need it. Now, what I would say is, you know what? There's probably someone, is there a charity that you're passionate about? There's probably someone out there that could use the crib that doesn't have money. And so I always, if there's a a cause that interests people to bring that up is a possibility because then sometimes people might, oh, you know what? And that's about being present, Jill, because she's all the way in the future 20 years from now when her kids, they might not have kids. That's the other thing. I'm like, right. (laughs) Become present. What can you do in the present moment? You can make a huge difference in someone's life who doesn't have as much. Yeah. Yeah. And so I advised her that I was like, we got to try to release these, but it was, and that happens. I had that happen a lot in homes where there's pieces of furniture that people don't like. They don't work in the room and they feel like they have to hang on to them. Happens all the time. Oh, that's really interesting that it happens with you because I would think, and I don't know that interior design, because it's going to look so awesome that they'd be like, okay, yeah, let it go. Put something new there. They can't. No, some things, or that might be a sentimental attachment. So I tried to talk to one client and say, well, is it really that rug or that piece of furniture that connects you to whomever? Isn't it, isn't there like, you know, there's usually a smaller memento or even just the memory itself rather than an actual large piece of heavy furniture. 
Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And what they're doing there is they're putting the memory and the feeling onto the object. And so what they need to do is understand our memories are in our heart and our head. If that rug goes away, my grandmother's not going to go away. She's still with me. right? Right. So that's where we get caught up is that, remember, it's in our heart and our head and try and let the object go. Exactly. I mean, if it can be repurposed, I try to like if it is something that works in another part of the house and we can keep it, I encourage people to do that. But sometimes you just can't. And I just have that conversation about that. And sometimes that helps, but that happens an awful lot. And so to the audience out there for people listening, because I know all of us have probably at least one thing in the house where we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, it was so-and-so's and I feel guilty if I get rid of it. Or if so-and-so comes over for Thanksgiving and doesn't see it, they're going to be mad. That's another one that I hear. Oh, can I, can I address that? Yes, please. So one, I want to say is that I tell my clients all the time, besides that they can blame me for anything, is that (laughs) when people have passed, they're Mm -hmm. on to the next adventure. They want you to be happy. They don't want their stuff to become a burden to you. All that stuff, I believe that. And I, I said, I was with my mother when she passed and I said this prior to that and I believe it even stronger after that experience is they don't want you to be happy. They don't want their junk to become the burden to you. And the other thing about you're afraid that people... We'll see it. One thing I do now is when I give a gift, I say, I really tried my best to get you something that just will knock your socks off. But if it doesn't, feel free to return it. Feel free to re-gift it. I want you to be happy. I don't want it to become clutter for you. So I give a gift with no expectation. And if someone gets upset, I'm like, you were married 20 years ago, really. If you think someone's going to remember what they got you, hey, it's okay. But then if they really get angry at you, how close is that friendship? Yeah. You know, or it invites a conversation. You know what, Jill, I really appreciated that you got that for me, but you know what, we're going in a whole new direction. I need my house to feel more like me, to make me feel creative and happy. And that just didn't fit. And, you know, the majority of people are going to be okay with that. There'll be some people to be upset, but, you know, you can't control that. I give completely unattached too. And I do tell people if it's a family item, ask another family member if they would like it or like, and it's very rare. Like my mother gives very unattached to, but one, and she was in the antique business. So there might be like a special thing where she said, okay, if you want this for your house, but do me a favor, if you ever get tired of it, don't sell it, just give it back because, because it might be something. All right. So you can always give that boundary and say, this is yours. Please enjoy it for however long you want it. And then when you don't let's circle it back to someone else in the family, you know? Yeah, I think that that's a great suggestion. Like, for instance, we when we moved last year, we had downsized thinking we're never going to move again. And then, you know, life happens. And so I said to my dad, you know, I have my grandmother's furniture from when she was a kid. And it was great when we had two guest rooms, but it's not going to work with the current setup. And he said, that's fine. I just ask that you ask your aunts if they want it. And if they don't, then you ask your cousins. And if no one wants it, then do with it what you want. And I said, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Right. Like having this kind of order of operations for it, I think is so smart. So yeah, I'm glad we brought that up because that comes up all the time, all the time. I see it. So, and you know, we talk about physical clutter, like big pieces of furniture take up a lot of room. It's not just mm-hmm. like a vase or something, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, I see it with big pieces of furniture and large rugs even literally. So Yeah. My accessory course has finally launched. It is here. So to grab it, you can go to my website and click on course. Or if you go to my Instagram page, click the link in bio. That's right. I'm bringing it to you because 
over the last several years, it has been one of the top requested things that I get asked. And it just so happens it's what I'm really passionate about and what I've always loved to do. I always felt like your home wasn't fully dressed until I brought in that last layer and I loved doing it. And I love styling for my photo shoots. And most of the time I bring in all the accessories and get everything styled for a photo shoot. Guess what? The client wants to keep it all. Well, I'm going to show you my secrets, my tips, my tricks. It's going to be in a really simple video course broken up into modules that are going to be easy for you to get resources, solutions, and really quick wins at an affordable price, all with direction from me. So you can have your home looking like those sitting in a magazine or how I set them up for photo shoots really easily. I'm super excited. So if you're scratching your head about what to put on your coffee table, what to put on your mantle, how to arrange it, what to put in your bookcases, you're going to want to go click that link in bio and get this course at a very affordable price. I hope to see you there. So you on your website, you do something that I love. You actually break clutter down into categories, which I think is really important to look at that way. Like you even talk about digital clutter, which is so important these days. So I wanted your advice on the best way to tackle these multiple areas of our lives that experience clutter. Because it's, you know, once people go to your website, it's quite a list and it's all accurate. You know, it's all in categories that we can definitely accumulate clutter. So I'd love to talk about that a little. Sure. Well, first, the good news, as I mentioned earlier, as you work on one area, you're going to see the effects on the other, right? Mm. And so that's good to know if you're like, oh my gosh, Julie, we know I'm just overwhelmed. So what I would say then is ask yourself some questions. If you're like, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Do you have a deadline for something? Maybe Jill's coming over and is going to redo your house. And she's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing the living room until you've cleared your clutter. Yeah. Or is something driving you nuts? You're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just, my kid from college just came back <laughs> and is driving me crazy. You know, maybe that's where you start. Or what are your priorities? If your priority is, my priority for this year is to have better health. And my main focus has been that. So if that's your priority, I'm going to, I want to make sure that I can sleep in my bedroom and that my kitchen is functional. Oh, that's so smart. Right. Yeah. What's more important to you? Or if you are paying your bills late all time and you are getting charged those ridiculous interest rates, then getting a system set up to pay your bills and clearing your office should be your priority. So ask yourself those questions and then you come up with, okay, this is where I start. And remember to start small so you don't get overwhelmed. Did you know that just 10 minutes a day equals over 60 hours, just over 60 hours in a year? You can accomplish, so that's a week and a half. You can accomplish a lot in 60 hours. So if you start small and commit to that, then in a year, you're going to have a lot done. And then the other thing I would say is build it into your routine so that it becomes a habit. I want people to get into the habit of decluttering. I don't want to see it as a one-off. I want to see them at the end of the week tidying their desk and decluttering. I want them going through everything they own once a year, once they've done a huge purge. Once you've done that, it's super easy to maintain. You know, mm -hmm. going through your files so you're not like, oh my gosh, I have no room to put this really important medical file in because there's no room in the filing cabinet. But if we're decluttering it regularly and keeping it organized, then we won't have to worry about that. And finally, you know, if you need support, ask for it. There mm -hmm. is no shame in that. I see people, people oh, but I'm accomplished. I've done this. Yes. 
and it's somewhere where you struggle and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about that. Yeah, no, that's good. So you would pick one category at a time and work small. Like you said, you can like, even if you pick that one category, don't feel like you have to get that all done in one or two days. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what I would say is try to at least accomplish something before you jump to something else. Now, there are a couple ways to look at that. So, for example, if you've got a lot of physical clutter, I would encourage you to work on a room or mm-hmm. at least a space before. And you're like, you know what? I want to break from physical clutter. Absolutely. I want to work on my relationship clutter, right? Because my mm-hmm. husband needs to get more organized. But at least accomplish something that is a goal before you go on to something else. Yeah, that because then you feel like you can do it. It gives you confidence to move to the next one, right? Yeah. And it does become very contagious. Like once you, when I had the organizer, my kitchen wasn't, wasn't disorganized, but we just put like these, I can't explain it, but systems in place, like even for my pantry. Mm -hmm. And it's very, first of all, the systems have stayed in place. They've really motivated me to like keep it up with those good Mm -hmm. habits. But then it's carried over where I've been able to go into like my linen closet and do it myself based on things she taught me by purging yes. and putting bins of categories that are labeled labeling was key and like it does i've i've gradually throughout the house done it in various areas and it's really made a difference it's like it goes a little bit viral but it's cool yeah it goes viral in a good way because yeah, you sort of and, and it's become easier for you right maybe when you first start with the organizer you're like uh but now you're like okay i can do this on my own it's not so bad yeah i was like oh she definitely taught me some stuff and like I did like the under sink in my kid's bathroom, right? Yeah. And I got a turntable for their stuff and some little drawers for other stuff. And I was like, all of a sudden, all that stuff that was jammed in there was like all organized. They could find stuff. Yeah. It just, it makes a huge difference. It is amazing. It is amazing. So we touched on a little bit. You have a series. I think you've got, is it 15 of these books? I have 13 of these books. And then I have another one that's a little more hand-holding. So I have the Got Clutter 365-day journal prompts, like I mentioned, ask you journal prompt. And I do something a little unique that I haven't seen anywhere else. So I have a little line with a lotus. And so once you have answered the question, then I encourage you to take out what is most important from that answer. Again, Mm. that's breaking it down into another step. Mm -hmm. So if you're overwhelmed and then you're like, okay, this is what the most important answer is. And that makes it easier for you to be more decisive and take action. So, you know, relationship, holiday, mental, emotional, it's it's all there. And then I also have a book called Clear, Clutter, Inside and Out, the same name as my podcast, which is 21 chapters. It focuses on physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and a, a bonus energetic chapter. And again, a companion workbook. And that is just a little more in detail. Like at the end of each chapter, I'm like, here are your action steps and here's what you need to do. And then again, at the end of the chapter, here's how to start so that you can take action to move forward. And then finally, if you're a little overwhelmed, I have a 21-day decluttering challenge. And so, again, broken up into all those areas, but it's super simple to kind of jumpstart you into decluttering your life. Yeah, and we'll put all those in the show notes. And for the audience, her books are all available on Amazon, I believe, right? I think I saw them all on Amazon, yeah. And Google Play and on my website. Yep, for the podcast, which we'll get to in a minute too. So also let the audience know you have a virtual service and you have a DIY service. So I would love to chat about that. I started in the DIY a little myself and I want to expand further into that as well with courses. But let's talk about yours and, and what those offer so this way the audience can 
check those out too. Thank you. So virtually I offer coaching and decluttering and organizing with technology today. You know, I just worked with a client last week and she could move around and be in her closet and we could get everything done. And then the DIY are classes that are broken down into mini lessons. You have an overall category. And so then, you know what, maybe it's five, six minutes. And some are a little longer, but if you're like, I don't have a lot of time, then you can at least do a little bit each day. And then obviously the books and I do public speaking and I do other classes with another professional out in California. They're called Keeping It Real Mm. because we want, we do a monthly class like this July or June is on closets, July is on end of life and just different things because being Martha Stewart or doing the edit or whatever it is and all those things, it's not realistic for a lot of us, right? Right. But our goal is to get you organized and decluttered and something that you can maintain so that you can find peace and joy in life. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. And and from my experience working with a good organizer, that's exactly what happened with me. And so I had a really good experience with that. It isn't just about buying the bins and all that stuff and the turntables. They actually have a really good good use. So no, this is great. And we've talked about a lot and I know we could, you know, go so much further, but I want to close the show by having you give, and you've already given such valuable advice, but if there's any other quick tips or advice you want to share with the listeners, and then let's share your website and all the platforms everyone can find you on. And all those will be clickable in the show notes for everyone as well. Perfect. Thank you. So again, don't judge yourself. You are taking action. So that's, what's most important. Break things down into manageable steps write it down. I don't care if you put it in your app or in your planner, but our minds are to be creative and to think and problem solve. They're not to remember everything. And when we write it down, we're more likely to do it. Prioritization is super important. Understand what matters most to you, and that's going to allow you to direct your focus. Be decisive. Mm -hmm. They used to call me the indecisive one in college. If I can learn to be decisive and make decisions, you can as well. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good one. Thank you. Commit to taking action. I mentioned 10 minutes a day. You know, maybe if you can't do 10 minutes, then you do an hour on the weekend, but just commit to doing it. Remind yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I motivated to do that? So when you're like, oh, I don't want to do that, then maybe you have that vision board and says, ah, because I'm going to have Jill come over and create the snazziest family room ever invented. (laughs) have a home for everything and you put it in the same place every time, your keys, your sunglasses, but also things like wrapping paper and books and checkbooks and stamps. So that way you can find it easily Mm -hmm. and encourage you to express yourself, release that emotional clutter, especially women. We tend not to people say, don't get angry. Don't be this, blah, blah. Ignore that. I want you to express yourself, Mm -hmm. have a mindfulness practice, have a system that works for you and always check in and see if that's working because life changes as we grow and remember to maintain what you've created. That's all so good. And I'll just impart one quick thing when people are trying to, when they're trying to purge and I know it's sometimes hard, we'll say, "Uh, I don't know, but I might wear it down the road or whatever. Mm -hmm. What I do is, and what's helped me is whatever it is, whether it's clothing, a book, whatever, an object, I'll say, if I were moving out of this house today, would I want to take it with me? Great one. And that usually helps me decide if I'm indecisive about a certain item, whether to get rid of it. That's fantastic. And people can find out more information about me at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. I have a free newsletter that goes out twice a month and I offer a free 15-minute consultation. And you can connect with me on social media and find out more about me and all my classes and books and affirmations and all that good stuff. Awesome. And your podcast again, let's put that too. Clear your clutter inside and out. Love it. Yeah. So 
This has been beyond awesome. I love that we sort of took a whole bird's eye view of organization and how it impacts us, our lives, our homes, and our well-being, really. So this has been great, Julie. Thank you so much for having me, Jill. I had a, I had a good time. You're welcome. I hope to chat soon. Have a good one. And as always, you're going to want to always head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com. I've got a wonderful new freebie for you called the Room Planner. And most of the time that you're not getting your house decorated, it's because you don't have a plan in place. This helps you cover it all and get it in motion so you can accomplish your home design goals. Go grab it now. It's totally free. And my course is also still available on the website along with so much more. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.